And all saints said, Amen. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. But thank you, Kevin. And Alicia, <laughs> I thought I'd get all the, the thank yous out because uh, uh, these folks are, are special, and um, and they lend their talents. And you, I, I just need to say that you know when I'm uh, listening to the other pastors and what they how the problems they have with their musicians and everything else, uh, some want to leave so they can get to a nightclub to play and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's good. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. So we praise the Lord for that. And for another note also on my calendar of observation, I want to thank the ladies. Um, and thank you, Senator uh, uh, Slater, for uh, carrying that load there and your creativity. Uh, I, I was thinking about how our how congregation, we are full of folks with um, uh, talent and creativity, and some have administrative abilities that make it happen, make it pop. And so, what I've heard, you did all of you did a great job, and that drills my heart. Okay, with that said, let's bow in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for today. And as we look at your message uh, for us today, we look at a storyline that all of us are quite familiar with. But help us, Lord, to not just read your word, but go a little deeper. And help us, Lord, to see some things when we decide to just do what we're told. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said. Well, um, keeping words simple this morning is uh, go deeper. And then looking at Luke, the fifth chapter, one through nine. Now, as we uh, look at this, we, of course, have some introductory, but let's look at the verses here. Getting, in, in, uh, getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. That seems normal. Okay, that's fine. Let's go on. And when he had finished he spe speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets. It should be for a catch, for a catch. We'll come back to that. Define the term. Going deeper is the act of going beyond the impossible to achieve the unbelievable. A lot of things that's happening to us is that we stay in the land of, I don't think I can do that. Or I've gone, I've gone the last mile of my way. I can't go any further. And, uh, and so here, when I was reading my devotions, and I was reading this, uh, all of a sudden it caught my attention. And, and the word that caught my attention was, go deeper. And for a whole week, the, the whole idea of go deeper. And the reason that we don't have our, our prayers answered, because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man of course, avail as much because he goes deeper. And so, what, what I, so those two words begin to resonate in my thinking. 
I said, well, maybe I could just kind of pull this out for our consideration as we look at this storyline. In our introduction, stay focused. Assess the outcome. If it did not turn out the way it was planned, resist being discouraged and consider the results as the foundation for better things. Okay, I'll break a little bit more. If it doesn't work out the way you want, there's one guy that they call a country guy say, if you don't get what you want, you better want what you get. When you get to the point of this, everything seems to have fallen apart and it's very discouraging and everything else, that is not a time to quit. For one reason, believers don't quit. Okay. Um, those who quit never win a game. Those who quit, quit never get diplomas and all these other things. Those who quit, those who go beyond what seems to be the impossible, are those who have established great businesses in, 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 the, in the physical world, great businesses and everything else. Uh, they told, told uh, Turtle, uh, Colonel um, Sanders about his chicken and everything else. And the bottom line was, you're too, too old to do what you're doing, stop. And he went beyond. And got that chicken frying. Made a great business. And what happens is that when God tells us to go deeper, it's, it's personalized. It's what you're going through. And there's some things right now, this morning, when you came to the door, there's some things you're going through and it become very discouraging. And the storyline will open up to that. Our worst situation has a tendency to be God's best opportunity to get our attention, as well as showing himself to be in complete control. So have you ever noticed, God, wait till we get into a very bad situation. And scripture shows a lot of storylines there. They're in a bad situation, and then all of a sudden, God shows up. God is good at that. See, what we want is that the Lord bless us and we are just taking the happy bus on our, on our way to glory. It doesn't work that way. Those who would live righteously shall suffer persecution. But you're not home yet. And while you're not home, God is still there. And he will not permit you to uh, take on more than what you can bear. So then for a believer to be discouraged, to give up, that should not be mentioned above uh, among us. Having done all, what are you supposed to do? Stand. Okay. Uh, well, I think you got the idea. So, thinking it through. Question. What has kept you from accomplishing your goals? What do you do when you hit the wall? I know it's compound. You haven't accomplished your goal and it seemed like you hit the wall and seemed like everything is crashing in on you. Has it ever happened to any of you? Have you ever felt that way? Seemed like nothing. Seemed like this day, it seemed like, I hope this day will go ahead and pass because it seemed like nothing is working today. One of those nut and honey days. I mean, nothing is happening today. As we observe these verses, let us consider three things that may be a teachable moment. One, 
consider the challenging situation, verse 1 to 3. Two, consider the command. And three, confirming the results. Let's go right into it then. We uh, come and to consider the various challenging situations. And as we begin to unfold this thing, um, we look at, we uh, come to the verses, Luke 5, 1. Let's read it together. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Nazareth. And he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen have gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting to one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out into the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Okay, let's back up. Let's take, let's take one more snapshot right now. The first snapshot is Jesus Christ has been chased with challenged with a, uh, a unique situation. People are pressing in on him. They want to hear the word. He's back on the water and well, I need a boat. So from, from the spiritual area, you find that Jesus Christ wants to tell them about the kingdom and tell them about the kingdom of God's at hand. But the, the crowd is so pressing their needs but he needs something physical, and so he noticed two boats. Isn't that interesting? A spiritual challenge and a physical challenge come together at the same time. Jesus, to save souls, Jesus talking about the kingdom, but he need a boat. The fishermen haven't, haven't caught anything all night. They clean their nets. They hang it up. Isn't that lucky? I don't think so. He gets into the boat, and guess what? His problem is solved. He, he pulls out a little bit. Those folks are not going to be stepping in the water. Those folks uh, backed up as he began to, to preach to these folks. He accomplished his goal. As we look at this then, two fishing uh, activities were taking place at the same time, spiritually, Jesus was fishing for souls, where he was challenged and overwhelmed with the pressing uh, crowd. Physically, with no results, Peter and the other fishermen were wrapping up their efforts to catch fish. They were cleaning his, they were cleaning his nest, their nest, really. Now, notice this observation. How many times have you expected, uh, had expectations, plans, situations that did not have favorable results. How did you respond? What if you were fishing all night and you got nothing? Now understand, see, a lot of us don't know anything about fishing, including myself. I do know one thing. Where there's waters, there's mosquitoes. So it wasn't one of those mos mosquitoless nights. They were out there fishing all night. No doubt the mosquitoes were biting, and they were trying to, if I catch the fish, and all night they struggled. And, he, and guess what? He was good at what he was doing. You know, he was a fisherman. He, you know, he was a, a journeyman in fishing. He know how to do some fish. But what if when you know what to do and it still come up to be nothing? Those days that you expected so many things to happen and everything seemed to fall apart. 
You planned it. You, you thought through it. You had everything lined up. And it's supposed to happen like this. One plus one equals zero. What? It doesn't happen this way. But that happens in our lives. Don't you understand that? That's, that's how God builds character in our lives. When you think you have it together, look for a zero to pop up. And the zero will define who you are in secret. For what God is looking for is not the one plus one, but why do you expect it to come something else without putting me in the middle of it? So in all your ways, do what? Acknowledge him and he shall what? Direct your path. Was your response God-honoring? When, when it didn't happen through the day, did you thank God for it anyway? <laughs> Believers don't have a wasted day. Take that off your books. Not unless you waste it. You don't have a wasted day. You have another situation that you need to adjust in order to grow. I just want to give you a different perspective of this. But how can we be more than conquerors through him that love us and every time something happens, our lips are hanging down like a baby bear? Just take a deep, deep breath. Say, Lord, thank you. I'm still breathing. See, my hands are still working. I'm still thinking. This, that this situation I don't like, but you're in control of. They had a little song uh, Jamaican song, turn it over to Jesus, turn it over to Jesus, turn it over to Jesus, and everything will be all right. Turn it over. There will be, in a, be inevitable, really, in inevitable potholes in our life, regardless of our ability. We could be sincere, we can be, when it comes down to education, skills, Position, resources, all of the above will not be enough. The disappointing outcome will still be the same. You can be all of that in a bag of chips and things still fall apart. As the storyline opens up, Peter, they have not been called by the Lord yet. This was their ordinary fishing day. And with all of their skills and, every, and all of their equipment, and they had their boats and their nets, and boy, they're going out, and they're going to bring some fish because that's what we do. And they came back with nothing. And we come to, you're going to have some days when you find, man, it seems like I didn't accomplish anything. Not what I had on my plan. I, uh, I appreciate, now Donna does know this, but uh, Donna was taking notes one time, and uh, and I think, do I have it in my pocket? I might have it in my pocket. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, well, I'm sorry. That's, that's for cleaning my glasses. <laughs> uh, but what happened was, Donna was taking notes one time, and she took a sheet of paper and folded it into four pieces. One piece was what she was going to talk about. And then and she wrote it down, and I said, oh, that's a good idea. So guess what? I take a sheet of paper and I fold it. 
And each one represents a day of all the things I accomplished. And I put it in my back pocket. And then I check it off. Thanks, Donna, for the lesson that I've, from the, the, the field of observation. There's some things that you, you, you have on that little list, and, uh, and, and you check it off, and then sometimes you don't get them all checked off. So if the Lord give you tomorrow, put it on tomorrow. Be stressed. Quit looking back at yesterday. Can you imagine how Peter, and if Peter was here, said, man, I know I'm good. I'm, I'm good at this. Got these other guys in the other boat and everything else, and none of us come up. Not one fish, not even a minnow, nothing, nothing. And they bring, they bring over, and they bring out their nets, and they're saying, hey, well, let's wrap up the day. It's all gone. And me, while they're doing that, Jesus said, may I use your boat and pull out a little bit, please? Now, Peter could have said, I've been fishing all night. I'm tired, and you want to use my boat to push out a little bit. He could have said that, couldn't he? He just, look at this, now notice this. When Jesus told him to do it, what did he do? Obey. Now, let that, let that linger with you. When Jesus says, push out a little bit, then what did he do? He obeyed. And so when he obeyed, Jesus was able to finish what he intended to do. The people would minister to, boom. It doesn't end there. When you obey the Lord, that's when the blessings begin to open up. So, you know, Jesus did not say thank you. Consider the command. As we look at the command then, let us consider these two factors. One, Jesus was in complete control. Luke 5, 4, and when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now, you obeyed me by moving out for the crowd. Now, he didn't say thank you for that. He said, tell you what, put out, go a little deeper and cast your nets into the water. Put your nets out. And you're going to catch something. He didn't say you. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say you'll catch a lot of fish. He didn't say you're going to really be blessed. He said all I want you to do right now is push out and go a little deeper. That's all I want you to do. Well, he didn't, he didn't make a suggestion. It was not a suggestion, was it? God doesn't, listen, God does not suggest anything to us when he knows the outcome. It wasn't a time for dialogue. When the Lord tells us to do something, don't argue with him. He's not suggesting anything. He's God. He was aware of the disappointing fishing experience. He did not ask any questions. He timed his command not only for that moment, but also for the recruiting of specific men he would use to turn the world upside down. He hasn't called them to ministry yet. Just go a little deeper. He had the power and provision to set things right even more uh, than was expected. 
When the Lord has given you a command, please do not respond to it as if it was a suggestion. So, so as we, we look at all the things that Jesus didn't do, he didn't ask him, didn't make suggestions. Without asking, uh, he timed his command. He had the power and provision. Now the question was, will Peter answer the Lord? Yes, Lord. I'll go out. Yes, Lord. Remember that song, Yes, Lord? Uh, the whole idea is, will you go out when God tells you to go out? Will you do what God tells you to do, even though it goes against all common sense? Because God operates outside of common sense. The wisdom of man is, is foolishness with God. And so we go further. Peter had to check himself. Simon Peter asked, answered, uh, answered, Master, we are tall all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. The Lord put some thoughts in my mind. Notice people's response to Christ's command. We, we, uh, the fact of tolling, toll all night, passage, tolled all night. Took nothing. See that exclamation point right there? Do you know that's, a, that's an emotion? He didn't say, Lord, we toiled all night and we, we caught nothing. He said, Lord, we toiled all night and we caught nothing. That was Peter's response. You know how responsive Peter is. And I expected that's what his response was. But at your word, I will let down the nets. You know what I found out? The Lord didn't, after the Lord told him to do that, the Lord didn't speak anymore. All he told him to do, then the Lord didn't argue with him, just throw out your net. You know, the Lord tells us to do some things, in all your ways, acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. What are you going to do? Just acknowledge him, he'll tell you what to do. There are times when, when the Lord just, all we have to do, the Lord tells us to do something, just do it. Just do it. And the, and the turning point in Peter's life was, but I found nothing but at your word I will let down the nets. Guess what? Right now, at that point, either Jesus was the Messiah or not. Either he was the prophet or not. Either he was God. Either he can bring about uh, a miracle or he would fall flat on his face. Down crazy mind is, well, well, Peter threw it over on the other side and still come up with nothing. Then, of course, you know what Peter said? Peter said, I told you. Because, you see, in this verse, in this verse here, in essence, what Peter is saying is, Lord... We're fishermen. We toiled all night. Fishing is us. I know you can preach, but fishing is us. But we caught nothing. And the Lord rides on the nothing and says, I tell you what, why don't you just catch the net on the other side? Just do it. Well, he looked back, he listened. He went out further and let down the nets. Observation. 
Being tired and disappointed is not an excuse for disobedience. My glasses are bad, so won't you help me read that over again? Ready? What does it say now? Being tired and disappointed is never an excuse for disobedience. Never. Never. Not when you're talking about the God of our salvation. There's never uh, an inkling of the time that we shall be, should be disobedience. Samuel said, disobedience is as the, uh, the sin of witchcraft. As he was talking to Saul, that disobedience is as the sin of witchcraft in God's eyes. We who have been saved, God says, when I tell you to do it, do it. And, and Peter said, nevertheless, in regards of how I feel, I'm going to go deeper. You know, there are some things that you're confronted with right now, and sometimes it looks like you hit the wall. Take a deep breath and say, Lord, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I'm going to go deeper. He may require for you to be more patient. He may require that you forgive someone. Whatever he requires you to do, go deeper. Because the blessings is never in shallow waters. It's in the deeper part. Especially when the Lord tell you where it is. <laughs> the issue was not the fish, but responding without hesitation to the Lord's command. Regardless of his inconvenience and reasoning. It was never the fish. It was the process of understanding and obeying. Push out your boat. Oh, oh that's, I can understand that. You got a crowd? I, I can push that. Yeah, uh -huh. But what happens when he enters into your area of struggle? See, the things that's easy to do that you can handle, it's okay, Lord. Sure, use my boat. Come on. But when it really gets rough, when it gets tough with you, God says, trust me. Go deeper. It seems like nothing is going to ever work out. But you're not the one at the end that knows the whole picture. He does. So, confirming the results. As we look at the results, consider, uh, consider action that took place. Consider the action that took place. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. It's amazing when you obey God. Because when you obey God, he does exceeding and abundantly more than what we even ask or think. My life, as I look back now over the years, I don't want to review it because it will seem like I'm bragging, but I do know one thing. There were points in my life where I had to say, 
Lord is in your hands. And when, when, I, uh, when I said that, when it came down to um, leaving my job and uh, going full time and not knowing whether I'll be supported, whatever the case may be, I said, Lord, it's in, my, in your hands. It was not an idea. It was a prompting of the Lord. The Lord told me to do it, and that's why I'm standing here this day. And I never looked back. Never. Oh, I had plans. I wanted to be a commercial artist. And, uh, and uh, what, being a commercial artist and everything, that, matter of fact, uh, the uh, Art Institute, we're going to the Art Institute, so a number of things I had lined up, and I had all my ducks in a row, et cetera, et cetera, working at Pi uh, Pioneer National Title Insurance, and I mean, I just, you know, I was moving along, you know, minding my own business, and, and the Lord, no, the Lord said to me, I want you to give it up. I want you to be in ministry. And I, I came in, and I, I've told you this before, I'm just saying this to remind you. And I said, Lord, I have wife and children. I know I gave them to you. <laughs> and, and Lord, I just got this apartment building. Yes, I gave it to you. Lord, I, I, I don't know how to handle this. I want you to go deeper. I, I want you to quit your job. But before that, the Lord gave the opportunity for me to do something. And so I had a choice to keep my way, give it up, or do it God's way. I made a decision to do it God's way. There has never, never been a day that God has not supplied my needs. Never. I was in debt for, again, I told you before, over $65,000 in debt and credit cards, not counting my, uh, my house notes and everything else. All of that is taken care of. I owe no one anything. The big fish. <laughs> but the big fish is based on the decision. Do you see that? If he said no, then Jesus said, go on, fish, they, they don't need you. But when he said yes, then they, they are overloaded. They have to, hey, man, help us out. My our boat is sinking, all this fish, man. We have never had this many fish. Help me. They come to help him. Man, we're sinking too. Where did all these fish come from? We've been out there all night, didn't catch a thing. It's because the Lord told me to go deep. And when you go deep, it does not always mean it's going to be easy. But you can have, you always can expect um, a, a tremendous, heartwarming outcome when you obey Him. Everybody with me so far on this? So notice this. Peter realized that there was more than the abundance of fish that had taken place. It was quite clear that Jesus was more than a prophet. And in the whole scenario, he fell short. So his response, of course, uh, to this was, um, depart from me, Lord. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm a sinner. 
Oh, there's more to the storyline, but I want you to, I didn't want you to get the gist of what was going on. Go deep. When you cannot see results and you get frustrated, go deep. When your burdens in life, you know, gets, you come into despair, you know, the Lord says, don't, don't go there. Remember, how can you rejoice in the Lord always in a difficult situation? And you know, I found that a lot of the missionaries, they said, we're not praying. One of the things you pray for us, the key thing is that God will give us peace and direction, you know, as we obey him through the difficult things, through the discouraging things. And when you remember the word, it says, when he told the disciples, and lo, I am with you, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. That was more than just talking to the disciples. Remember, that's what God's word is for, reading, for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished in all good works. The whole idea is this, God wants us to know the word and then apply the word. God does not need grumpy Christians. You might have a difficult situation and it can be very discouraging, but it should not define you that you start reacting like a grumpy Christian, which means what? In order to become a grumpy Christian, you had to not turn everything over to the Lord. For you ought to cast all your cares upon him because he what? When I had a sleepless night, I, the Lord said, what did you do? You violated scripture. What did the Lord tell you to do? Because he gives his beloved sleep. He gives rest to your soul. How can I? Because he never sleeps nor slumbers. So whatever we're confronted with, God brought us through the last week. Praise the Lord. Um, how do I know God brought us through the last week? Because I see each one of you. I know it brought you through the one plus one, okay. I, I, I see that he brought you through. It's where we're going from the day forward. And whatever it is, remember, when you get to the end and it seems like it's hopeless, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Go deep. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? I want to brainwash you on that because we should not stop Based on what people say. When I think about Daniel and they said, um, and, uh, if, you, if you don't bow down, you'll be tossed into uh, the lion's den. Next thing he went back into the room, started praying. The Hebrew boys, you got a choice, bow down now. They said, we're not going to even hesitate on this king. Watch this. We are not going to answer you in this area because we serve a living God. And they took them and threw them into the fire. They went deep 
And God was right there. Distinguished the heat. All of them walking around. You, you can't walk like that until you decide to make up your mind. You're going to go deep with God. And there are a lot of stories in the Bible where individuals, the, the, the woman where Elijah said, um, you, you, you take you these vases and I want you to fill it up with oil. Now get as many as you can. And you know what? He said, why well, don't get all these pots? Where are we going to get all these no, Just do it. And when, she, when they did it, all of them were filled, and that they poured and poured. And when it got to the last vast, you see, depending on how many she put out is how much would be full. So it said, go to your neighbors and everything else and ask them, what do you want to use mine for? You want everything? This, may I have your, may I borrow it? May I borrow it? And the room was just full of it. It said, now based on your obedience, watch this. And that's what God does when we decide to go deep. Well, I think you got the idea. So the last words then is this. Regardless of our circumstances, we will miss the greater blessings that God our Father has in store for us if we hesitate to believe and obey his word. Let's read that last one together. We as sons and daughters of God, we are to go deeper and expect doing the character builders in our lives. God is not asking us to go deep. He's telling us to go deep. Because when you decide to go deep, that's where the blessings are. My prayer for each one of you beloved saints of God I don't know what this day will hold. I don't know what this, this next week will hold. But God is saying, don't write the end when I have not written it. Let me write the end. Let me nail this thing down. I would like to pray for you this morning. If you hear about. Lord, I pray for the beloved saints of God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for our quiet time. And that word that just stuck with me through the whole week. Go deep. Go beyond the circumstances, the challenges, the character builders. Go deep. As the psalmist says, I will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you can position us. That way we are able to rejoice in you always, to give you the praise, honor, and glory. It frees us up, Lord. Help us to be free this week by keeping things in perspective. You are more than fish. You are more than our circumstances. You are God our Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And there might be one under the sound of our, our voice that do not know you. They heard about you, Lord. They come to church and hear, but they have not personally made the decision to just do it. And you're asking them, you're telling them, Lord, not ask, but you're telling them, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Help them to make that statement, Lord, and make a decision to go deep in you.
by accepting you, Jesus Christ, as Savior, that he died for our sins. And that we are a sinner, we can't save ourselves. He rose again. And through his rising again, he got God's approval and sealed our salvation if we believe and obey. I pray, Lord, for this congregation, what you're going to do. In Jesus' name I pray. And all the same said, amen. If you'll stand with me.